That sounds like victory to me, folks. Welcome back. Figure it out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. Chiefs 42, Eagles 30. It's victory Monday in the house. I'm going to get right to him here. My guy, Johnny Rowe, in the house with us today, celebrating this victory Monday. How's it going, Johnny? What's up, Chandler? And what's that sound? Oh, yeah, the Chiefs just scored another touchdown. The offense is unstoppable. What a victory over the weekend. Look, I don't care if the Eagles aren't very good. Uh, like you told me, Chandler, it, wins are hard to come by in the NFL, so I gotta, you got to live in the moment a little bit and be happy with a victory, especially in the fashion that they did it. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's very rare. It's very difficult to win by double digits. It's even tougher to do it on the road. Philly, a tough place to play. Maybe some things went our way, but you know what? That's what happens when you're in a good team and you got a good, you got a franchise player like Patrick Mahomes. You get things like that. Chiefs go up and take care of business in a game that I really wanted to see them play a lot better. And we can say what we want. The defense still not great. I get it, but they played well in the first half and well with them is just holding teams to field goals. I saw something today. I want to say maybe on ESPN. All we have to do is just hold in the field goals because our offense is so good and it was on full display. I mean, Pat, yeah, okay, everyone talks about his interception. Who gives a shit? He hit through for five touchdowns. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. Would people shut up about anybody else? He's the best football player in the NFL, and he put it on display again. It helps when you, got, when you have a guy like Tyreek. Um, Johnny, <laughs> dude. So the Chiefs had forty-two points, like ridiculously efficient. Um, they scored on if you know if you take out. Uh, well, I get. Did they have the ball at the very end? Did they have a kneel down play? So if you take that out, anyways, the Chiefs had touchdowns on six of seven possessions, like ridiculously efficient. The offense got whatever they wanted all game long, and. Uh, <laughs> I want to jump onto the, the piggyback onto the Patrick Mahomes train because he is so unbelievable. Just a couple of stats here. So that was his um, that was his fiftieth career start, and it, it, the numbers are ridiculous. So just a few here. He has forty wins in his first fifty starts. I mean, the guy's forty and ten in his first fifty starts. One hundred and twenty-eight passing touchdowns. That's the most ever for your first fifty games. 15,370 passing yards, which is the most through 50 games. And that was his fourth game with five plus touchdown passes, which is the most in your first 50 games. We are truly witnessing, you know, the most talented football player like ever. And it's like ridiculous. You know, of course, you know, your favorite person in the world, Chandler, Tom Brady, his greatness, you can't deny it, right? Like as far as winning in the Super Bowls, but right. Patrick Mahomes' numbers that he is putting up are video game numbers, you know, ridiculous stuff so far through four games this year. He's, he's already thrown 14 touchdown passes in four games, you know, and, and, and people are focusing <laughs> on some, <laughs> some uncharacteristic turnovers, right? Um, he's had three bad picks and then the other one was, come on, catch the ball, Marcus Kemp, but you know, Mahomes is remarkable. The team 
is so damn good. And when they can run the football like this, like that is the key. This defense does need to figure things out, right? If this defense can't figure it out by January, this team is going to have some struggles. But if this if this Chiefs offense operates at this level throughout the entire season, they are literally unstoppable. They've been unstoppable all year, Chandler. They just they've stopped themselves with these turnovers. Yeah. You know, the Chiefs have back, you know, another 100-yard rushing game from Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That's two straight games. And, and, and the Chiefs' offensive line, you know, I, I've questioned Brett Veach before, but what Brett Veach has done in one offseason with this offensive line is absolutely ridiculous. This is a top-five offensive line in the league, and I'm not, I'm not jumping not to conclusions here. I'm not, I'm not getting too far ahead of myself. This offensive line is insane. Chandler, you know, Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith are rookies. Lucas yeah. Niang, who had a tough first He's quarter, figured it out, is a rookie. Yeah. Joe Tooney and Orlando Brown have never played together besides this year. This, this is, this, these are five new starters, and we're four games into the year, and look at what they're doing. It is so awesome to see this team be able to do this uh, on offense, and I can't wait to watch more. Yeah, um, not much more needs to be said. The offensive line is, so, is exceeding expectations. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I have nothing. I mean, they're, at the end of the day, when they mess up, like, dude, they're going go, to gonna go through growing pains, but those are going to go away if they're getting so much experience playing with each other and they're building so much confidence because they have a guy like Pat behind them it makes them want to play better, dude. And you texted me, was it today or yesterday? It might have been during the game, but whatever. You texted me, and these guys, and we were texting back and forth, these guys will just line up and road grade you, dude. Mm-hmm. And and you you mix that in with a, with pass with a protection Patrick, and there's nothing this offensive line can't do. So I mean, we're I mean, for how dynamic we already are, we're we're getting more dynamic by the second because like you said, two hundred yard days in a row, come on, that doesn't happen very often in the NFL. And and to be able to do that and Pat still put up the passing numbers he has, defense, just hold him to a goddamn field goal, dude. That's all you have to do. Are you hearing what we're saying? You know, this offense is it's above elite it, it's it's at a different level teams cannot stop us right it, turnovers are the only way to stop this offense yeah. and we've seen that happen you know and, and, and in the losses the chiefs put up 35 lost at 24 lost and you know four turnovers and you still have 24 points is ridiculous and uh yeah, this offensive line it's we've never seen an offensive line like this under Andy Reed. Usually the offensive line's more finesse, right? Zone blockers. These guys are like excited to run the ball. You know, Trey Smith is pancaking guys. He's, he's being able to move like, you know, Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave, like zero techniques. Uh, Orlando Brown jr. Is like visibly fired up when they run the ball and he's just mowing people over. And, uh, Really correct, me if I'm wrong real quick. correct me if I'm wrong real quick, Johnny. Um, I don't think I heard Fletcher Cox called very much yesterday, and he's no. an elite defensive lineman. No. So those interior guys demolished him, obviously. Yeah, there was like what – Mahomes got sacked. Like I, there was one sack that Orlando Brown Jr. gave up on an inside move, but it was really – you know, it looked like Joe Tooney went to help the center when he should have helped – the left tackle there because the guy moved. It was like an inside swim move. Regardless, I mean, I'm not going to judge them off that one play because the rest of the game, Orlando Brown Jr. was awesome, and 
that's really looked like a nice trade in the Chiefs' favor right there. And, you know, it's just super exciting. And what have we seen the last couple of weeks from other teams is that they're just not, you know, the Chargers and the Ravens were not going to allow the Chiefs to have explosive plays over the top. Like, they were not going to do it. Okay, well, how do you remedy that situation? You run the damn football down their throat. Well, the Chiefs have been doing that. And then what happened when, you know, and then you see Tyreek go off for like 186 yards and three touchdowns because teams have to respect the running game and sag towards the line of scrimmage. So if the Chiefs can put together this awesome balance of rushing attack and, of course, the passing attack, this is an unstoppable offense. I don't care what defense is out there. Yeah, and uh, they'll have a good challenge this Sunday. But um, negatively, we do need to discuss the – the defense um, pretty much completely conversely to what we were talking about our offensive line, our defensive line is the, is maybe the worst part of our defense. And let me tell you why defense is so predicated on defensive line play. It's actually unbelievable when you really sit down and think about it because Every the linebackers and and even the secondary are all affected by what they do, and it's just like the offensive line on offense. Like the offensive line is completely responsible for making the offense go. Yeah, the quarterback has a lot to do with it, but if the offensive line isn't doing their job, well, you're gonna not you're not gonna do anything. Well, conversely, the defensive line's got to do something for us because, quite frankly, our 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 back seven are just not good enough, dude. Or however many is back there, nine, no, eight. It's it's just not good enough, and it starts up front because our our best player right now. Now, granted, he doesn't have anybody opposite him really. And Frank Clark can talk about him for thirty minutes, but Chris Jones just flat out isn't doing enough. And I just I I, I don't know that we have to keep doing this uh, this experiment of putting him out there. Why can't we move him back inside? I think it would help a lot in the run and the pass game. You know. Um, John, you got anything on that? Yeah. So, again, like this team obviously does not have confidence in their edge rush. Otherwise, I don't really think that they would move the second best three technique in the game out to edge rush, right? Yeah. So, in the offseason, they obviously brought in Jaron Reed to be able to fill the three technique and give you, like, you know, hopefully 60% of what Chris Jones was giving you in order to move Chris Jones outside sometimes and then have Frank Clark opposite him. Well, that, Frank Clark is not playing. And so they have to have some sort of edge rush, and they move Jones out there. And now Jones is getting like, I mean, the Eagles had one of their five starting offensive linemen, and the Eagles were giving a lot of help over on the Chris Jones side, wherever he was. But your other guys aren't winning their one-on-ones in in pass rush, so that's the frustrating thing. So I, 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 again, I think, yeah, it would be great to move Chris Jones back to the inside, but what's going to take the play? Like, it, is it going to get any better? Like, as far as pass rush is concerned, like I don't know. I re- I don't know the answer to that. So, r- realistically, like they just need more from Jaron Reed, and they need Frank Clark to get on the fucking field. It's so annoying. I, I cannot believe Frank Clark again is hurt. It's like his body is totally failing him. He's only a year older than Chris Jones. Like he, he he's not like some old guy now. It's like Frank Clark's physicality that he always prided himself, uh, that he always uh, was priding himself on, is gone, and his body is just failing him. It's it, it's a different hamstring than than originally uh, was keeping him out earlier in the year. So now both hamstrings have been hurting him, and he's not playing, and that's hurting the team. You know, I'm not one Chandler to 
Like, I like when these guys go get paid. You know, Frank Clark says he comes from Skid Row and he was homeless. Like, go get your money. I'm not complaining about the, the like, the actual, like, him getting the money. What's ridic- What's annoying is, like, this team, you know, this is his third year. Three years ago or two years ago, in- invested a lot of money into Frank Clark being the future of edge rush in Kansas City. And you're just not getting that. Other than 2019, when Frank Clark was really good in the playoffs, he's been a, he's been a total failure, like a total mm-hmm. flop for the Chiefs. He's the third highest paid defensive player in the entire league. You're not getting that level of production from Frank Clark, and you haven't gotten it other than the 2019 playoffs. And they did win the Super Bowl that, that year, so I will give credit there. But you need more from Frank Clark because the entire structure of the defense, like you have funneled so much money into your defensive line, it is unacceptable to get this level of production from them. I'll go to Jaron Reed next. Jaron Reed sucks. Like he has been really bad. I was looking, did he even register one tackle? I don't think no. he had, he did not have a single tackle in the game. Jaron Reed, he whiffed on a sack, which was like, he tried to like pull the shirt of Jalen Hurts. He whiffed on a sack and he's not giving you anything uh, as far as run defense, tackling. I'm seeing nothing from Jaron Reed to, 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 to warrant his one year, $7 million. You know, again, go get your money, but like you're getting paid too much money for the level of production. It's not good enough. No, it just flat out isn't good enough. And especially when you bring him in, he's a veteran guy. It's not like he's young. Like he knows how to play in the NFL. And it goes back kind of to your point last week. I went back and listened. I really liked what you said. I mean, like teams know their personnel. There's a reason why they were getting rid of him. And I really never even thought about it that way. But it's definitely right because obviously Seattle knew this was coming. There's just no way. You know, like if he was still good, they'd keep him. So I think there's a little bit of something to that. But I just and, – and our linebackers, I love Nick Bolton. I think he's still playing really well. He's definitely the best linebacker out there. Hitchens is, is just flat out not getting it done. No, I agree, Chandler. And, like, that was one of Brett Veach's first moves, right? The Chiefs linebackers sucked. When Brett Veach, like, or when uh, when the Chiefs' defense was bad in 2018, you know, like Derek Johnson was on the out um, for being old, and they had to get that new. You know, uh, he plays all the positions in in the linebacking core. I feel like, but he, he had to get that new like rock, that center of your linebacking core. Mm-hmm. And really, I think Hitchens is just like not very good. To be frank with you, like he's just not very good. He's not uh, producing at a nine million dollar per year level, and it's got to be better there. So. Um, Nick Bolton too, Chandler. I I like him. I want him to be really good. I think this guy, he needs someone like Willie Gay out there on the field. He needs a faster guy with him, like a badass linebacker, because Nick Bolton is slow, man. Like Nick Bolton is slow out there. Now he's a hard hitter. I think he's pretty assignment sound, but he just gets out athleted like a lot. You know the 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 quick passing game for the Eagles was like, obviously their strategy at first. I mean, how many times were they running like quick little bubble screens and getting up field because Nick Bolton couldn't cover side, you know, from the middle of the field to the sideline fast enough to make that tackle where I think Willie Gay does that. I'm really interested to see when he comes back from IR, IR, which could be this week, what he can give you because he was like the talk of training camp. Willie Gay was flying around making plays like he did at Mississippi state when he was, um, you know, which warranted him being a second round pick. Like he's a totally different linebacker than Nick Bolton. I think they could like complement each other, but as far as solo goes, 
man, Nick Bolton is slow out there, man. And of course, Ben Neiman stinks. Oh my yeah. gosh, this guy's terrible, Chandler. Dude, he is. It's it's just bad. I just don't understand. Like, I'm sure. Like, I mean, I'm like kind of rooting for him, but like, he just stinks. Like, I yeah. know he's in the NFL, but he's just not good. Like, I'm oh sorry. God. He's not good at NFL linebacker. He just isn't. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. No one's looking at him. I, I swear, dude, I, I think honestly, I honestly think that something is a little bit uh, on spags here uh, because there's something scheme-wise as to why there's nobody defending our flats ever. Either the linebackers aren't getting out there or or it's the or he's not bringing corners up like cover two. That's where they sit in the flat, dude. Because teams can just run a running back out there. We can't we can't defend a man to man. Our linebackers cannot cover run, running backs out of the backfield. That is not even a skill set they possess. Not one can do it. So when they try to do it, it they get five to seven yards. And then if they play zone. It's like we're playing quarters where the corner is sneaking all the way back to a quarter of his field and the flats are just vacated because I swear Jalen Hurts threw it to Jalen Rager at the line of scrimmage like 20 times and he just got 10 yards, 5 yards, 7 yards. It was just ridiculous. And I think it's a scheme thing, Johnny. Yeah, so you correct me here. I don't know. So it could be scheme, right? I think the Chiefs, and it's the third week in a row, the Chiefs are getting fucked on tempo, like temp- yeah. the miscommunication from the Chiefs defense, it's happening like all all the time. The linebackers are not in communication with the front four, and it seems like there's some busted coverages in the secondary as well. Uh, there was one play in the first half. Um, the Eagles ran some. It wasn't like so much tempo, but it was. They went up to the line and they they quarterback sneaked uh, on fourth down. Yeah, I think it was fourth, third or fourth and short, whatever. I remember specifically seeing Chris Jones call for a sub and he subbed out and the personnel was wrong. The Chiefs had three defensive ends on the defensive line to to uh, uh-huh. to, to line up against a sneak. It was I, here. I have it here. It was Kando, right? Your fifth round rookie, <laughs> Alex Okafor and Mike Dana were on the field. There wasn't even a there wasn't a zero tech. There wasn't a D tackle like Jared, you know. Derek Nottie was not on the field on, on an obvious quarterback sneak situation. Like, why are we not getting the right personnel on the field? I don't understand. I don't, and it's the third week in a row. So that's not necessarily, I air quote, scheme, but that is on Spags, right? Yeah, the substitution definitely is on him. But, like, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, the communication comes down to the players. I mean, the Browns did it. They were the ones who started it, obviously our week one opponent. And then everyone's done it since. I mean, it's obvious. We cannot get lined up. People are out of position. I, it, it seems to me like Tyron is the communicator in the secondary. And I think he might even con- com- communicate a little bit with the linebackers as well. I don't know. I don't know that 100% true, but it seems like it. Because if Hitchens has the green dot on his helmet, he's doing no communicating. No one knows what's going on. Um, at, speaking of Tyron, I know people are probably going to uh, – people are probably going to get pissed at me or whatever, but I didn't hear him yesterday. I didn't hear him one time. I don't think he had a tackle. I don't remember him tackling anybody. He had no press, pass breakups. 
I, I could be completely wrong on the tackles. Am I wrong on the tackles, Johnny? Four solo tackles, one assist, one pass defended. Okay. But I don't really remember hearing his name. And I, and sometimes that's, you know, with a defensive back or a safety, like, yeah, you want to hear their name uh, being tack, you know, in tackles and stuff. Sometimes they're just in there a bunch, but, you know, you don't want to hear their name associated with, like, penalties and stuff. And I don't think he had any penalties, which – which was, you know, whatever, but you need, you, I do think you need more from him. This defense is starving for someone to be like a playmaker, which we thought Juan Thornhill was. He, he, he played 31 snaps, which was up from 19 the week before. So he played a little bit more, but you know, one of the, his first snap of the game, he misses a tackle. So like maybe that, maybe there's more to meets the eye with why Juan Thornhill isn't playing as much, but, but you know, when you have, when you have a, Thornhill out there missing tackles when you have like Mike Hughes getting burned by a rookie Devonte Smith who had over a hundred yards. It's frustrating by the way. Yeah, he's good. Slim Reaper, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I like him. You have Daniel Sorensen who stinks out there. Like he's awful. You, you, you need more from like Tyron and um, I know, I'm a big Tyron guy. I don't know. You, you and I see, opposite ways on that. So I, I I'm confident he'll be able to get that his play going, but I'm not confident he's going to get the entire secondary going. So like, you know, I started the show off by saying like, I'm excited. You got to cherish and, and, and um, appreciate every win in the NFL, especially on the road. I get that. But there are times where like you, you know, we're talking about the defense now and I'm having these horrific flashbacks to the game yeah. where I was super frustrated, man. Like, so I'm just concerned with this defense, they need to figure it out. They have some time. It's not going to get easier. And if they don't figure it out, Chandler, the reality is that this team is going to get their ass kicked by somebody in January. And there's a chance the offense can't make up for it. Yeah. Um, I completely agree uh, with everything you just said. And they're going to be really challenged Sunday. Uh, oh, man. Buffalo, Buffalo comes to town. Buffalo on absolute fire. I know that it was the Texans. Still an NFL team, 40-0. I mean, that's impressive. I don't care who you're playing. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, maybe we'll be able to get after the passer a little bit, but hopefully Frank Clark plays, but I'm sure he's questionable again already, I would have to imagine. So the 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 24-hour rule is kind of up here, Johnny. We kind of need to bring ourselves back down to reality. Enjoy the victory week. There's no – you should have a lot of confidence going to the next game, coming off a win, coming back home, a lot of confidence. But let's reel it in, get together, get a good game plan. Defense – hey, defense, have the best game of the year this Sunday. You're due Sunday Night Football. The crowd is going to be revved up. It's going to be in your favor. Everyone's been talking shit on you. How about you shut them the fuck up? Let's go, defense. Chiefs, I'm – ready for this game on Sunday. Josh Allen is scared to come to Arrowhead. He's never been able to do it. He looked like an absolute fool in the AFC Championship game last year. Patrick Mahomes put him in his place. Remind them who is the true king of the AFC this weekend. It has to be done. Took the words out of my mouth, Chan. Let's fucking go. Let's go, Chiefs. Come on! Johnny, Chiefs win 42-30, baby. Enjoy victories in the NFL. Two and two. We're on to Buffalo. Thanks for stopping by, my guy. Of course, man. Go Chiefs! We're out of here.